Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, dear listeners. My name is Nick Hart. This is the platform of Achtung Millwall. I want to welcome you to Oztung Millwall, from Sydney to the Swan River, from Van Diemen's Land to the shores of Darwin and the Great Northern Territories. This show is produced by Jimmy Webb in Perth and is dedicated to all Millwall fans who have made the trip to the Great Southern Continent, known by some as Terra Australis. Now, if you're living down under and interested in keeping in touch with Mil- fellow Millwall fans, please do get in touch with our Akdung email, akdungmillwall at gmail.com, or via Twitter at akdungmillwall, or indeed with Jimmy Direct. Uh, he's on Twitter at jimmfc, J-I-M-M-F-C. We hope you enjoy this series of shows, and to finish, something I've always wanted to say, good day. This episode of Oztung Millwall um, features somebody who probably isn't a Millwall supporter, but has Millwall connections. Played for the Lions between 1994 and 1997. Uh, so I'd like to welcome to the show, Mr. Jason Van Blup. Jason, thanks for joining us and how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, just uh, looking forward to getting some real football back to uh, to life. You're over in, you're in Sydney, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I just live uh, north of Sydney now. So, what's and let's go about as of the current day local football. Is that getting back to to normal over there, or is there any signs of it? Uh, I think probably middle of June. Um, the rugby league is back on back in action uh, since the weekend, so that's a little bit of a something to watch on TV, which was. Uh, <laughs> Quite entertaining with uh, no crowd. Yeah, I watched the Rabbitohs game last night just to get some live sport uh, in in the system. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Jason signed for Millwall in August '94. Um, yes, bit of a frustrating signing from what I read. I believe that you you played in a, a friendly against Real Sociedad at the Den. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Game? Yes. So I, yeah, basically, um, Dave Mitchell was. Uh, was uh, at Mill at the time, and I was in Holland, and I had two years spell in Holland, and I, I wanted another challenge. And uh, Dave and I were roommates in the national team, 
prior to um, me coming to Millwall. <coughs> and I rang up Dave and, um, and Mick McCarthy was the manager at the time. And I just see if, uh, if um, you could talk to Mick to see if I could get a trial at Millwall. And you had a trial. You played that game. Mick was obviously impressed because I read the uh, the program notes. But uh, you had work permit problems to, to get a permit to actually come and play for us. Oh, it was a problem. Just basically, um, I had to apply through um, to get a work permit. I was um, because I had enough international caps at that um, that time. I had about twelve or thirteen. Um, that that made me eligible enough to, to get a work visa. So the process was I had to basically just leave the country for five weeks um, for them to process a, a work visa. That was just a routine um, back then. Okay. And so the work visa came on, and obviously you needed to get yourself a little bit fit, I guess, before... Uh... Oh, I, I, can't, I can't remember, to be honest, but um, I think as I returned and started training, I think I had a... I think it was a, um, a Coca-Cola Cup match against uh, Sunderland, up, Sunderland up, the, up there, and I think um, I ended up breaking two ribs. <laughs> so then I had, then I was out for another four or five weeks of game. So yeah, the, the, the first few months at Bethnal were a little bit, uh, a little bit tricky. Yeah, well, what, I think a lot of people when you first joined didn't know whether you were a left back or a left midfielder because you sort of were able to play in both positions. What, what was your preferred position to to be playing in? You know, a good player can play anywhere, especially a left footer. Um, you know, very rare. Um, you know, in those days, there weren't very many um, left footers around uh, who could play several positions. That, that's why I think um, Mick sort of uh, could use me in several positions. I ended up playing a couple of times in midfield with Andy Roberts. I ended up playing left fullback. Uh, I ended up playing left wing. Um, with the national team, um, when I played for the Socceroos, I ended up playing wing back, so left wing back, which was uh, you know a lot more, uh, a lot more running, a lot, a lot more uh, you know, you know, K's in the legs. So yeah, I could play several positions, which sort of was handy at that time for Millwall. Yeah, how I've got down twenty-seven Socceroos caps. Is that true, or is there there was? Oh uh, no, I got a few more. I think I got about thirty. Thirty. <laughs> yeah, good old, good old Wikipedia. But one goal. Uh, one goal. I've got. I've got that you scored against Croatia in '92, and it's actually on YouTube. It was a... uh, I, I, I've probably got a few more, but I, I can't remember. Oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, not, not too many. The one, the one... I'm, I'm, more, I'm more like a Ryan Giggs. I used to set up a lot. <laughs> well, the goal I did see against Croatia was like a towering header at the far post, which. Uh, oh, yeah. gee, that's a rare, rare, rare <laughs> picture. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 it's on YouTube, so uh, can, can refresh your memory over there. So. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I got yeah. So came on a substitute um, against Tranmere at home, seventeenth of September '94. Um, okay. Lost. We lost three one, and then your first start, as you say, was Sunderland in the League Cup, where of a one-one draw. Yeah, but, that's where I think um, I ended up. Yeah, I had not breaking a couple of ribs. Did, what, and uh, yeah, that's sort of. Uh, I think then I, then I trained the next that week, and I think I damaged. I didn't realise it broke, and then I basically bad. That Tuesday at training, I ended up having a collision with somebody else and damaged him, and actually, I ended up going, you know, getting X-rays, and they were broken. Yeah. So, so what what was the the, the difference between playing in Holland to pl- playing in England? How phys- more physical is it in in playing in English conditions? Oh, the just thing about the game. I think it took me at least half a dozen games to. Um, adjust to the pace of the, the, the UK game the speed was just um, a lot more 
uh, mobile, um, you know, a lot more um, up and down, where the, um, the Dutch game was just more technical, wasn't it? It was just, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the systems they played, it was just a more technical uh, technical game there. Now, I'm going to cast your memory back to, and, and when we've spoken to supporters uh, who have been on previous shows talking about their most favourite games, and, and you played in one of the games that comes up more often than not, so I'm going to take you back to Arsenal away in the FA Cup at Highbury. Yes. You yes. Uh, you had a major part in setting up the first goal, didn't you, for that game? Do you remember? Yeah, 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 I did. Um, yeah, I remember coming, I think I played a 1-2 with, I can't, I don't know who it was, I think it could have been Alice Edwards maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, come back, then I got the ball back off him and then um, I sort of, I thought, well, I sort of edge of the 18 yard box and I thought I'd just try and knock it across the box and, and then, there, there, in the end of it, was Mark Dear. Yeah, it certainly is. A, a lot of supporters have put that in their top three games of all time. Though. Yeah, I, that that Bay Cup run was was you know a, a good moment in my career, and I think it was a good moment you know in, in, in Millwall as well. You know, I think we had a fantastic run. Unfortunately, I, I think it ended a little bit sour with the you know it's, you know a, a silly handball against QPR, oh, but um, <laughs> especially that game. That Yeah, so just just hold that thought because I was going to I was going to talk about this cut run because I I was at Highbury that night but I was in the Arsenal end so I was behind the goal that Markby had scored a, a good friend oh, of mine really? yeah a good friend of mine is an Arsenal supporter so when I was living over there whenever we we had a period where Arsenal Millwall kept playing each other so whenever they played at Millwall he'd come and sit in the, or stand on the terraces at then. Or in, in you know with me in the home end, and then when yeah. we played at Ivory, I used to go and sit with him in, in the Arsenal end. So uh, yeah, I was I was in the home end that night, and then um, the next round we drew Chelsea, which uh, was interesting both on and off the pitch. I think it's uh, you know there's no love lost between the two sets of supporters there. Um, no. Did, did you did you volunteer to take one of the penalties in the shootout, or did you was you like forced to do it? I volunteered, of course, um, prior to uh, 93, um, and Australia, I was an Australian team, and we did go through the World Cup qualifiers, so one of the games was against Canada, uh, home and away, I ended up, I was, I think, the fifth penalty taker, but I ended up, uh, have, did have to take the fifth penalty take, uh, penalty spot, and then, obviously, we played uh, Argentina, um, so Prior to you know the, the cup run, I had a bit of experience. Um, you know, I was 26 at the time, um, and so I was a little, little bit, I suppose, you know, a bit more football mature than probably the younger boys, like you know, Marky, Ben Thatcher, you know, who you know still young at that stage. Yeah. So I was one of probably the, the calmer heads in the in the squad. Obviously, we scored all our penalties, but when when we were when we were at that game and. Rhino stood up and started walking. I think everybody in the Millwall crowd went, oh, you know, because <laughs> Rhino wasn't known for his goal scoring. Oh, Keith Stevens wasn't, wasn't known for his goal scoring. And then, and then he walks up and takes this penalty. And I'm not sure many people in the crowd were watching, um, watching that one. Um, lovely fella, you know, would, would give his heart and soul for Millwall. But was there anyone else rather than Rhino that wanted to take it? Or, or did he go, oh, I'm taking this? And, and, and he just whacked it in the top corner from memory. <laughs> Yeah. I can't. Um, I don't know. I think, I think he. I think he did want to take it. I think looking back, the, you know, he's pretty confident going up there. And, and actually, the penalty I seen on 
YouTube a few times. Penley was, you know, one of the better ones as well. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah, the first five guys were, were, you know, were confident, very confident of uh, taking the penalty. And, and five, after the fifth guy, um, God knows what would have happened <laughs> after that. <laughs> Yeah, but so so we we beat Chelsea on penalties, which was a fantastic night, and then and then we go on to QPR away, and and as you said, we we dominated that game, um, and and even now I can still remember Damien Damien Weber's handball, I think it was. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, I, I played in midfield with that game, like I just said. Um, yeah, I played several positions, and I played in midfield with um, with uh, Andy Roberts. So um, yeah, so looking back, I was yeah. I think the next game after that was against. Uh, Matty United, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it would have been, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, after the Chelsea match, um, <coughs> you know, that was a long, that was the longest match ever. That was, um, it seemed to go on forever and ever. And then, you know, when, when we, you know, Cashy Keller scored the, I mean, sorry, scored, saved the penalty, which was surprising. Casey was half blind at night time in games, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Especially on crosses, I don't think anyone knew that, you know, on crosses you could hardly see the ball sometimes because you have to wear the thickest glasses. So, <laughs> yeah, so on the, saving the penalty was, you know, outstanding. And, um, yeah, that year was just, um, you know, phenomenal, especially the cup months. So, yeah. And then, um, obviously, the following year, yeah, change of manager, change of admin- well, administration came into the club as well. So, um wasn't the greatest couple of years after that with Mick McCarthy leaving. You played, you played your last game against Colchester in the auto windscreen shields. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. There weren't many people there. It, it, it was a game where, I don't know if you remember the goalkeeper, Andrew Iger. No. No, he no. made his only appearance and uh, he was he was meant to be quite rated, but I think he got lobbed two of the three goals in this game and uh, never, never came on. You know, never played again. And uh, nor did you. You came on as a substitute, and that was in January '97. And then it looked like Manchester City were uh, seeing if you wanted yeah. to go and play up there. What happened about that season? Um, I think it was two two days before the season got to start. I got injured, um, so the beginning of the season was pretty rough. I was out for three or four months with a knee injury, and then you know, and then. You know, trying to get fit and back into the squad didn't really, I wasn't really in the manager's eyes, uh, you know, in his future plans. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I that last season, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. Um, and um, unfortunately, you know, it was sort of it was time to move on. I think we just, that season we got relegated the season before. Um, so, yeah, and then going into that, my last year of my contract, yeah, it wasn't really, uh, you know, considering where we had been prior to that. And, and you know what, we had lost a lot of the, the quality players yeah. that we had, you know. Mm. Um, and time and things moved on. And, you know, when you when you have quality players and you don't replace them, then, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, really. It's, it's hard to, to and you've got to, you've got to keep up with the, the, the changes, you know, and, and bring you new players and lead new players. But, you know, unfortunately, we didn't really do that. So, so how do you how do you look back on your your Millwall career then? Do you, do you look at it as if it was like one of maybe missed opportunities or a bit frustrating maybe at times? Or did you enjoy it when you were when you were playing? Did you enjoy it? it was oh phenomenal! Like, yeah, it was a, it was experience and art. You know, to go to England and you know and play one game was you know a highlight of my career. But to play you know 
pretty much got a, 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 a game to play from Nunnoy under or nine. It was eight, 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 it was eight appearances, eight subs, and you scored two goals. Yeah, you yeah. know, that, you know for, for me it was, a, it was a blessing. And I and to play for Millwall was just, you know, a, a, a privilege, to be honest. It was, um, I enjoyed every moment, I enjoyed every game, good or bad. Um, yeah, it was a little bit, it, it changed after Mick left, and then... Um, uh, yeah, Ian Evans took over for a while, which yeah. was great. And then uh, when he when he left, things sort of just you know um, didn't have the stability that you know those two coaches you know and respect that those two coaches had. Yeah, yeah. You know, for the players and the players for the coaches. Um, uh, you know, but that's football. And um, yeah. yeah, but going back, looking back, you know, each game, cup games, um, you know. Home games, away games, yeah, it was, it was always uh, a great experience from a, a boy from Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I just touch on your soccer roots career? Because obviously, playing for your country is, you know, the absolute highlight, I suppose, of any player's, you know, career. What was your What was your most memorable part of playing for the Soccer Roos? Oh, I think just the green goal on every time yeah. when I could. Um, you know, there were matches. Um, uh, World Cup qualify against Argentina. Maradona, you know, Batistuta, you know, those players like that was just uh, a highlight. And, you know, you don't, not many players can turn around and say they played against yeah. one of the best players in the world. So, uh, yeah, looking back, you know, um, you know, I played with and against some great players. And, and, and when you played against, like, Argentina, was you able to swap shirts at the end of the game or did you keep your shirt or... You... Oh, I was, I was in a long line. I was <laughs> yeah. in a long line to try and get Maradona short. But what someone didn't realise was that, you know, you don't have to swap shirts all the time. So after the, the game uh, at, uh, in Argentina at River Plate Stadium, um, I ended up swapping, swapping shorts with Maradona. So I've got his famous number 10 shorts. <laughs> have you still got them? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've framed them at home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah that... I probably... I've, I've got the second best thing with Maradona short. <laughs> I was going to ask that because you took you see some footballers in, in their houses and they've got memorabilia all over the wall, all framed, and you go into and you see other houses and, and you wouldn't know that they were a professional footballer. Do you have like a little corner of, of your memorabilia hanging up on the wall there? Or? No, mine are in the cupboard. I'm in the stairs. And when you get called up by the Socceroos and you get a cap, or they say you get a cap and you say you've got 30 cap, thirty odd caps, what do you actually get? Do you physically get a cap? Because I know when you, that's how it all started was when England called up players, they were given a cap. What, what do you get well, as a Socceroo? Uh, what happened, they used to start, they did start giving you caps in the 90s, um, but that, that got faded out. And what they do like in the cricket, they just give you a cap with the number on the side that you were... Socceroo, you know, 369 or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so I'm sorry, Socceroo 300, such and such. And my dad was a Socceroo. That's right, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think he's 100 something before me. So, yeah, so it ended up just giving you like a, like an English cap. Yeah. And, you know, one of those, you know, and just with the number on the side. And, and, and is there a third generation of Van Bloek going to be playing for Australia? Uh, I hope so, but she's female. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that, you know. So. No, no, no. So, but she's only, she's 
only six at the moment, so there's plenty <laughs> of time. I'm, I'm working on it. She could be the next Sam Kerr, is she then? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. And she's not she's not too bad. At the no, good, good. Well, good, good luck. Yeah. With her. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll be looking out for the young Van Blur when she, when she makes her Socceroos debut. So. Oh, I hope so. So what, what what are you involved with football at all nowadays, or are you completely uh, away from it? First, when I first come back from um, from England in 06, um I did do a lot of coaching for several years. But as time moved on, um, sort of, I've not really. Last couple of years, I haven't really coached not, not too much. Um, of course, a family and, and uh, just life in general, really. Yeah. So um, um, I'll probably slowly get back into it. Um, so at the moment, um, so no, I'm not really doing much. I'm living uh, about an hour and a half north of Sydney on the coast. I do a lot of uh, you know, you know, surfing, fishing, you know, <laughs> like activities, bushwalking. So yeah, just enjoying life. Excellent. Really, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. Well, I just want to say thank you for your time, Jason. It's it's been fascinating. It's um, it's always interesting to hear a player's perspective of of playing the game, let alone just playing at Millwall. Um, so again, no, no, no. Like I said, I, I enjoy more uh, Millwall. It was, it was a beautiful time. Um, I appreciate all the support, and you know, you know, you know Millwall they do give you stick, but you just got to appreciate that. You know, you got to if you go out there and give you 110, percent they're more more than happy to. Yeah, they're giving it 110. It, it's a, it's a unique club. I, I don't know yeah. of another club like it. No, and you know what? And it's, it's had a lot of good Aussie players that come through there. They have, and, uh, yeah, which is you know, which is great. And um, you know, it's a sort of good stepping stone for for good young Aussie players to learn their trade and move on to wherever they move on to. Are you still in touch with any of the uh, any of the players or the Aussie players in particular that, that you play? You know with? what? I'm, I've all in touch with Keith Stevens, to yeah. be honest. He, he lives up on the Gold Coast, up in Queensland. Yeah, so far so, from you, isn't it? Yeah, wherever I go up there, um, I, I catch up with him. And um, also, I, um, you know, give him a call every now and then, say, how are you doing? So, yeah, well, Keith Stevens, Dave Mitchell, uh, uh, that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I bumped into Alistair Edwards a couple of years ago and uh, had a good chat to him about the Arsenal game as well. So. Yeah. Because he's yeah. a he's a yeah. Perth Perth lad, is he? So he comes from, yes, from yes. this part of the world. Lovely. Well, Jason, again, thanks for your time. Um, no worries. It's been really great, and uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, look after yourself, enjoy your surfing, and uh, next time you talk to uh, Keith Stevens, give him our regards, will you? I will. Thanks for Cheers. Cheers, Jason. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 